Welcome to another episode of our podcast. I am your host again, Draco655, joined by my co-host, Mr. Shudzi. How are you today? Doing good, Draco. Thanks for asking. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This week on the show, we'll be discussing what game we have played this week and rhythm games. Lastly, we also talk about our current set requests. Before we dive into things, I have a few quick announcements. So um, the first announcement is my uh, my quest, so Draco quest. So this is pretty much like I'm trying to get a game uh, a game done per day. Like every every day, I'm trying to master games, and currently I have four uh, 13 games already done so my goal is roughly close to 40 games in a row so i hope i will be good there and also our dear friend bend human have a new event on our uh, on rich achievements called bendy master quest so be sure to check it out the information will be included into the descriptions down below this video lastly our graphic our graphic artist is now joining us as a third host, please give a warm welcome to King Sizzle. Thanks, guys. Thanks for bringing me on to the podcast. I really appreciate you guys uh, bringing me on here, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you in the podcast, my friend. That being said, let's jump right into things, guys. What did you uh, What did you play this week? So starting with shoot. Yeah, uh, to start off, I, I played um, Monopoly for the PlayStation by Teddy Westside. And um, with Monopoly, this is actually the third iteration of Monopoly that's come out on Retro Achievements. There was the Super Nintendo uh, version. The Nintendo version came out, I think, like a month or two ago. And then this version just recently came out. Um, had a lot of fun with it. I'm a huge, huge Monopoly fanatic grew up a lot or grew up and played it a lot as a kid and um, really enjoyed it and this achievement set had some tough ones in there as well that kind of made me have to have to refine my strategies a little bit so I really enjoyed that as well so an example of just one of the um, more fun achievements in the set or one of the more difficult achievements in the set is to win a four-player game without your money going below five hundred dollars um, which is a little bit, little bit counterintuitive to the way I usually play Monopoly, which is um, I always just try and you know spend, 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 um, get a Monopoly on a property, and then if I have a bunch of junk properties, like mortgage those in order to get even more money to just have a quick Monopoly and take people out. So having a budget in Monopoly and not going below uh, $500 can be certainly a little bit tricky. Another one that was kind of interesting uh, achievement in that set that made things a little bit more difficult uh, versus playing Monopoly as hard as you can without any rules is just uh, winning a four-player game without buying a property outright, so auctions and trading only. So whenever you'd land on a property, you couldn't just buy it. You had to out outbid people, but thankfully the AI is not the... Uh, this, I, I will say, of the three iterations of Monopoly that I played across Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and PlayStation, the AI in this Monopoly, in this Monopoly game is uh, not particularly adept. <laughs> so there are a lot of situations where you can certainly uh, take advantage of the computer, I feel like, and that kind of um, waters things down a bit, but the achievements definitely gave it, gave it a lot of oomph and uh, made the game a lot more fun. And I didn't really, uh, the other thing I didn't really talk about as much, I guess, but it's kind of interesting, um, especially when you're you're seeing this across other titles, is just the version differences, you know, from uh, Nintendo to Super Nintendo to PlayStation, what the version differences are and seeing how things are set up. And then with this Monopoly, I feel like um, one, of the, one of the nice things about it was that everything that you're you're doing is uh, a little more graphical and so you kind of have a, an easier visual um, but at the same time um, it can get a little bit much with just there are when you're trying to make a trade it's like five six seven different steps just to make a simple trade so it's nice that it's a little more graphical and visual but at the same time 
uh, having to go through like a bunch of menus just to figure out how to trade takes a little bit, little bit of figuring out at first. I mean, I, I will say with each each of the monopolies, it's like, okay, I want to trade them this property and see uh, these properties. How do I go about doing that in, in the menus? Like the menus can be a little bit more confusing than you would think for just a simple, simple board game. But overall, really, really fun set. Um, thank you, Teddy Westside, for put, putting that out there and creating the set. Appreciate it. And um, I think that's that's all I have to say about that. So uh, what about you, Sizzle? What, what else did you play this week? Or what did you play this week? Thanks, Shoot. I also played a couple games this week, including a few games from my childhood. Uh, first, I would like to talk about Sonic Rush for the Nintendo DS. This achievement set was created by one of my, few friend, my, one of my new, fr- new friends, PodPod. Uh, Sonic Rush is one of the first Sonic games on the Nintendo DS, featuring the new boost mechanic we all know today in the current modern games. Along with the boost mechanic, the game utilizes the double screen more than as a single screen. One moment you'll be running along the top screen and then falling down to the bottom screen to continue with the momentum. The story involves Sonic and Tails discovering that their dimension is clashing with the new dimension involving a new character named Blaze the Cat. Blaze comes from an alternative dimension similar to Sonic's with a familiar Eggman who is also, also makes appearance during the Sonic's boss fights. Speaking about the boss fights, Sonic Rush's gameplay is similar to other 2D Sonic games, starting with the left side and then finish off in the right with a bunch of obstacles and enemies in your way. Uh, in my opinion, the the soundtrack couldn't be any better. Directed by Hideki Nawaganuma, who happens to be the same composer as the Jet Set Radio series, this, this soundtrack takes you through a ride, through its sick beats and sampling, and as you go through stage to stage, enjoying a new track in every zone. Even even after finish the main story, I really wanted to jam out while driving to work or driving to like my friend's house every day. So it's just that good. Uh, Putt-Putt also does a really good job with the achievement set, choking every single zone and every everything that the game has to offer. There are some challenges uh, in the achievements and alongside doing the boss battles damageless and finishing all the levels with the A rank. One thing I would like to highlight is the badges. Budpod Budpod really does a really fine job with them, giving each character their own border and challenges, and their own like unique badge style. If you really enjoy platforming and electric style of music, I think you'll really enjoy this one. How about you, Draco? What kind of platformers did you play recently? Well, speaking of platforming, I have tried something on the DS, which is called Gianna's Sisters by Cherry Birkin. So um, pretty much this is, um, I don't know, I'm pretty sure like a lot of people have heard about Mario, but not about Gianna's Sisters, which is really like a very cool, um, the two games have very similar to it. It's like almost like a Super Mario Bros. styles because you can like collect some gems into this one and eating some, it's like a fine platformers, very short stage in most of the stage. And you have a couple of wells like Super Mario Bros., and you can also have a power-ups. Yes, like a power-ups. So this character, blonde hair, would transform you to with, with uh, red hair. And what is very unique about this is almost like Mario style, which she, she shoot a fireballs. So you can hit those enemies and bl- break more blocks because she she have like power-up like the Mario games. So overall, this game is pretty damn well-made. The music is, I really enjoyed the music. It was almost feeling like I'm playing Celeste back again when I was playing Celeste. So overall, the set is very damn cute. Um, the badges are always awesome. And I'm really, really digging every uh, set of Cherry Bird game made because I think that's one of my favorite dev right now at this moment. So I'm very glad to have played this uh, Gianna Sisters, and I'm very happy to master it. Uh, I really, really recommend to play this game if you never played on the DS. So very well made, and yeah. So uh, I'm going to up to you to Mr. Shoot for the, his next game. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So uh, the next game that I played that I really, really enjoyed was Great Greed for the Game Boy by Snowpin. And uh, there's a lot, lot to say about this one. Um, it's a really, really interesting RPG. Uh, the best 
way I can describe it for people that are kind of familiar with uh, some Game Boy RPGs is it's kind of like it's it's got like um like a almost feels like Final Fantasy Legend like one and two kind of mixed together with like some very slight slight Pokemon elements as far as like the interface the combat interface is concerned nothing else about Pokemon but just like the way that the the combat interface is kind of set up. Um, but Great Greed is awesome. Uh, it's a really, really fun RPG. And it's not it's not terribly, terribly long. It'll still, you know, even if you're going uh, full bore, it could still take you, you know, maybe a day, half a day, something like that. But it's it's such a fun game. Um, the way that the, the interface, I just like the way that the interface was set up and kind of unique in its own style. So you had to kind of figure things out. It's not like a typical, typical um uh, RPG interface that you're used to with like the first uh, three or the the three Final Fantasies for Game Boy. But so to kind of describe it a little bit, um, when you get into combat, there's no menu. It's just you have four, you can have up to four spells equipped and each spell is uh, casted by either pressing uh, left, right, up or down. So you have one one spell equipped to each. Or you can just do regular combat, which is just like A or B button, I think. Or maybe B is dodge. Um, I might be misspeaking there. But then you can press... Um, you, and, then you, and also you can press start to run away. So it's like your standard run, attack, defend, or cast, cast one of four spells. Um, but there's no menu that you see or anything like that. You just kind of... So that took a little bit of figuring out because I didn't do any... Um, I didn't do any real research for this title other than just like watching one quick, quick video to kind of see what it was about, like a one or two minute to see what it looked like before playing it. Because uh, usually with usually with Game Boy titles, I kind of like to go in extra blind just to get the full uh, the full Game Boy style experience that we all know that I love so much. Uh, so that, that was something that was kind of cool about it is kind of a unique twist. Um, on the way that the combat interface was set up. And then there's some other little things that are, are tucked away in there as well. Like there are a few status effects or um, boss weaknesses, things you can um, have happen to bosses, but overall just the, the, the one other thing that I uh, thought that was pretty cool about it was some of the little things that they did with sprites and sound effects and kind of pushing the envelope on a couple things like um, um, when there would be like a dark room trying to have like a, almost like a star effect with the way they do the sprites and like make it look like it's a starry night. So there's a couple couple and, the, and then there were also a few things they did with using a, like a certain sound effect at a certain timing to kind of like, you know, like waves crashing or things like just just little things that are. um you would find impressive if you were to play the, that hold up well today, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, so I, I liked that. Also the sprites for the sprites uh, for the combat system, like the enemy sprites were right on par with just like final fantasy legend one through three. Like the quality of the sprites was, was uh, really high, the details and things like that. And you know, all those things sound really minor, but when you're playing an RPG game on game boy, you really don't have much to go upon, right? Like it's always really super simple and dumbed down. So seeing what the developers were capable of doing back in the day is always um, something that's really interesting to me. And then I guess the last important uh, element that I wanted to talk a little bit about is just the item system is really simple, but it's still really enjoyable. You've got like... Uh, uh, you can like med kits to heal yourself and they get stronger over time throughout the game. So like med one to med three, but then there's also just, you have like four slots in your inventory. I think it's helmet shield um, weapon and armor. And then, you know, over the course of the game, they just get, they go from like bronze to iron, for example, and things like that. So things you would expect in, in a, um, a final fantasy game as well, but just all the elements are tied together. Really nice um for that and also the achievement set is uh is pretty well done like it's mostly progression based there's some uh missable achievements so you're going to want to keep an eye out for a few of those missables 
Uh, most of that stuff can be looked up. I was super careful going through the game just to make sure I didn't miss anything. But overall, the achievement set uh, plus the game, just just a really, really enjoyable title all around. Like I said, I, I don't mean to go on and on, but there certainly is a lot a lot to like about the achievement set in the title. So I did want to talk about that one for quite a bit. Um, what about you, Sizzle? What, what was your next game for the week? Uh, first, I want to say that that sounds like an interesting RPG set, shoot. I'll probably have to check that one as well later on. But um, I actually played another game made by Snowpin, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 for the PlayStation. I've uh, I've had quite a history with Tony, stretching well all the way back to the Donut Ground series. I, I guess you could call me a, a longtime fan. But uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 is a third game in the Tony Hawk series, following the new generation of systems such as the PlayStation 2 and the GameCube. This this game uh, is the first game that I introduced a new mechanic called the Revert that enabled players to chain together combos with a manual by tapping a single button when landing in a quarter pipe. It allows much longer combos than the previous two games where landing in a quarter pipe would end your combo completely. This mechanic also allowed Snowpin to create a score-related achievements that might not be possible with the other two games without this new mechanic. And uh, this game, you overcome multiple challenges throughout nine skate parks, including three competitions in which you need to do a bunch of tricks without bailing in a one-minute timer. If you've played all the other Tony Hawk games, this game is pretty similar to the, the other ones. As new players might take a few tries to get used to it, it does play a little bit differently from a 3D adventure title. I only mention this because looking at the few images, it might look like a 3D action adventure platformer with the ability to grind on rails and do tricks in the air like some of the Sonic titles. One of the things that many people find a staple to the series is the punk rock soundtrack in each of the games. This game, like all the others, featuring bands like Adolescence, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Motorhead, Nexum, and many more. This soundtrack really helps you get in the zone of a skateboarder, and not to say that not to say that every skateboarder listens to punk and rock, but but for the time of the release, this soundtrack fits pretty nicely. Not long after I finished mastering the first game, Snowpin released the set with a bunch of challenges besides finishing the game 100% with any skater. Like I mentioned before, there are also score-based achievements, testing your comboing skills and patience. I, I'm, I'm kind of currently still playing through the set, but um, having some little struggles, but I believe the hardest yet interesting challenge is going to be mastering the single session achievements. These achievements require the player to complete the whole level within a two-minute playtime in one session. It, it, might, it seems like it might take a while, but the payoff would be fantastic. I think uh, anyone could enjoy this game, this set and game. That being said, Draco, what else, you, what else have you been playing? Well, before I talk about my next game, I saw you play those uh, 1 million uh, combo with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, and I'm very damn impressed because I know like, I just played the first one, and like you said, the, the, the new mechanic to making those highest score is very key here. So, yeah, I'm... Congrats on those uh, high score you made. So uh, my my other game, I play a racing game um, slash battles racing. I would say Destruction Derby Raw on PlayStation by Vaults. So um, this one, I have an interesting um, feeling about this one. Um, I'm still into Korean the set. I don't finish it yet. Uh, I have explored um, one uh, one main. Uh, aspect of the game but not too much to the other one so the other one i didn't explore yet is smash 4 so smash 4 is basically like you're doing a race and your current like every time you hit your opponents you heard monies and you, into even you're into your place so basically if you get first you get 1k money and what it mean is you can upgrade your cars and more the, the more you upgrade your cars the more you can hit them hard you can drive them better and you also have to repair your cars. So that's like one mode you have into this game. And the other mode, which I have more play of, and I'm still current in into this mode, is um I think it's called it just race just a race in general. So you have like a graphic with a lot of tracks and different tracks and aspect. And at least on this one, as far as I know, you can restart those high score because Example, you play the first track, you have you every time you land into the first place, you have 1k points, and uh, you have the second place as 900s, and vice versa on still zeros. And you have a race of like 20 
or 15 races at the same times. And you always start at, at like less. And your goal is trying to make like, I don't know, like some track is like five, seven, eight laps. And you're trying to get the most damage as possible to them and trying to earn combos and points, which is very difficult. Sometimes I smash them very hard and I get no point alone, which is make very different. But sometimes you just like barely touch them and then they crash into other like behind them and you get like crazy ton of points and then you need to race you need like i said like going first but the thing is or the, the catch to this is you can like race super fast but sometimes they're very hard to catch up like sometimes you just like barely catch them into the last lap or like yeah one or two laps before you end and then you try to understand like, oh, I'm first place, then I win. So you get like your 1k point, but no, you don't. And basically is through this journey, you have to get a maximum of points. So like sometimes I just don't understand how the AI can have so many points to compare to you. So imagine you just like smash players for 1k's and you win, you get 2k's, but sometimes the AI will have like 2.4s. And that was the first one who you never saw before, and you're gonna have a ton of points. So sometimes I just don't I just don't understand how this the points still work. But globally, this uh, this is a really fun destruction derbies, and more likely like close to a racing game. So I'm I'm really liking the set so far. So uh, thanks to Vols to for this set, and I would need to come back to this one. Um, Sizzle, do you have another game for us to talk? Yeah, I have another one game to talk about. I'm a I'm a huge I'm, a, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm like a pretty good fan of racing games as well. I I think I might have to try that one out later sometime. As you show with this next game, Congress Caper, developed by R. Danny Lord Two, another great platform game on the Super Nintendo. Congress Caper is a simple yet fun platformer that takes place in prehistoric times of dinosaurs and cavemen. You play as a monkey who has turned into a caveman of some sort of red orb magic. Using this magic, you save your monkey partner that has been kidnapped by a red devil kid, I guess. It, it doesn't really say in text, but throughout this platform adventure, you'll face many great bo great bosses, such as including a pirate with a grappling hook and a vampire. The gameplay is pretty easy to understand as well, almost like Mega Man, except throughout the levels there are red orbs and blue square gems. The red orbs mostly are used for gaining a hit point, but they can also be collected into Super Caveman. With Super Caveman, you can take three additional hits before you can turn back into normal. This ability never truly runs out unless you take damage. You can never regain more hit points by you can regain even yeah. You can even regain more hit points by collecting more red orbs throughout the levels. Those blue square gems on the other hand activate the slot machine that you see up above the near the head up above near the health bar. These slots only activate every time you collect a blue square gem. If you happen to get three matching icons you receive see some kind of amount of lives. I'm not really sure which icons give you the which amount of lives, but I will say it happened a few times during the end of the game. Our Danny Lord 2 does a fine job with the achievements. They they give you a pretty good tracking method of figuring out which levels you've done and which ones you've finished, since the game only gives you three continues and you might have to replay the game a few times. There are a few challenges on the set as well, such as the damage achievements. Some bosses really gave me a, the runaround before I actually figured out a good strategy to take them down damageless. I say if you're uh, if you're a fan of platforming games just like myself, I recommend that you check this SNES title out. That's all the games I have about this week. What else, what else do you have to shoot? Yeah, uh, for me, one other title that I played this week that uh, is a lot of fun is I started uh, my journey into Twisted Metal 2 uh, by Televandalist. I played his twisted metal one set a lot um is a lot of fun i still haven't mastered it i've just got those last two to knock out which are really really tough so it's something i'll probably have to to revisit um, with this one i may end up getting stuck with you know just missing a couple of the tough achievements as well but overall i really like twisted metal uh, as a series and uh, getting introduced to it through his first set and then continuing on with it has been a lot of fun um, so Twisted Metal, 
series for people that aren't too familiar with it. I've talked a little bit about on the podcast, but um, it's just vehicular combat, which is kind of an interesting genre in itself. Uh, you can choose, you know, one of um, a bunch of different uh, vehicles, and then there's like weapons and power-ups that you pick up throughout the um, the different maps to attack the other players and kill them, and you get like three lives, and then you game over. There is a password system, so you can go back to like the last level that you were able to successfully make it to. Um, there's no like save system or anything like that, though. Um, and Twisted Metal 2, comparatively speaking to Twisted Metal 1, there are some very noticeable improvements, although they're a bit slight as far as the game is concerned. Um, just things like in Twisted Metal 1, there are less homing missiles. And so a lot of the time you're kind of just relying on like almost jousting with somebody in like a one lane part of the map and then like trying to shoot them and get a hit off and then duck their hit. Whereas Twisted Metal 2, I felt like the developers probably did a little bit better job with the maps overall. Um, there's also weapons that are arguably a little bit more intuitive for the player, making things a little bit easier to score hits on the other uh, enemy vehicles. So one thing is... Um, I noticed for items, for example, there's a lot more homing missiles in Twisted Metal 2 than in Twisted Metal 1. And homing missiles are king. Like, they, unless the player's like super, super far away, and even then, um, I've seen homing missiles hit. Whereas in like Twisted Metal 1, there are not many homing missiles throughout the entirety of the game, and they're king because they're like the only surefire thing that hits aside from uh, just being really well positioned, but even then, so it's just like, I think that's definitely a big improvement. And then, like I said, the maps are a lot more well laid out where there's spots where you can just kind of like take pot shots at other enemy vehicles as well and not get super penalized for it. Whereas like twisted metal one, you, I felt like you constantly, constantly had to be on the move, which you do want to keep moving in a game like twisted metal. It's just that, it's kind of nice to be able to employ some other strategies in order to, to earn some of the achievements. Um, speaking of the achievements, a lot of the achievements are just simply to um, defeat the stage on uh, medium or to defeat all of the other racers on the, or uh, enemy vehicles, excuse me, on uh, hard. And then um, some of the tougher achievements in the set that I think are going to be a big challenge for me are... Um, Completing the game on hard without game over, and then completing the game um, as one of the vehicles, which is Sweet Tooth, on hard without dying. Just things like that are going to be certainly a big challenge. But overall, I'm going to keep keep going with the set. Uh, they're both both really fun sets, Twisted Metal One and Two. And I actually think I'm pretty sure all there's like five Twisted Metal sets on youtube i think there's or not on youtube on uh retro achievement sorry i was looking at a youtube video while we were recording this um twisted metal one two three four and twisted metal uh small brawl are all sets that are on retro achievements that people can get into what about uh you draco what was your last game well i i I take the, the last one, the better one for the last one, because I'm very proud to have played the very first set of not co-host today, King Sizzle, and his set is Nicktoon Racing. So he already told me in advance the, the game would not be that much difficult, but he really wanted to give me like a, a nice racing game for me to play because, you know, I'm really, really a fan of racing game. So Nickton Racing is pretty much your typical or uh, cartoony-ish characters, which is Rugrat, Angelica, you have some SpongeBob there, uh, and you have like other bunch of characters, and you have some pretty nice race to play. Um, I really enjoy uh, my time playing to the games. And one thing I was not very happy about the game is nothing huge here. It's just the items. I mean, I was like playing almost like uh, uh, I was having bad memories about my marker eight when I was playing uh, first place and you got some blue shells. Why am I speaking about blue shell? Well, a lot of those items into these games are can be very punishing. 
why why that is i don't know but pretty much like everything can stun you and if you get stunned into a racing game you can lose like what two or three couple of seconds there and sometimes it's like first place to fourth place or even last place so it's rather they stun you or yeah everything stun you so that's pretty much about the item but Beside that, I mean, the badges of Cezol are always amazing, so I'm very proud of what he made, and my favorite achievement into the set was the time trials, so the custom time trials. I still like, hey, that would be pretty cool to having, like, custom time trials to do, because I'm a very, very big fan of time trials, and he made it, and those are, was a blast to doing it. So I'm I'm very happy to have played his first set. I, w- I wanted to be the first to master it, but sadly, Mini took the place for me, but I just ended up second place. But still, I mean, I'm very proud. Congratulations to your very first set. And yeah, so that will that will conclude the game of the week of uh, for us. So let's jump in into the first topic we have for the the other topic for discussion today about the. Rhythm games. So, shoot, can you give us to the viewers of this? Uh, I mean, we listen to this. What is like? What is the definitions of a rhythm games? Yeah, so rhythm game would be any game where I feel like, um, I guess the criteria is like you know something that's timing based and something that's usually involves an instrument or some type of music. Typically, those are like a couple of things I think of when I um, think of a rhythm game. My history with rhythm games is um, on retro achievements. I haven't played a whole lot of them, but it's a genre that I'm very interested in diving into um, a little bit. And one of the reasons is because uh, a little bit of a backstory, I guess I'll try not to make it super long winded, but I got introduced to rhythm games through like DDR. I got a PlayStation 2. Um, kind of later on in its life cycle. And I used to play the rhythm game, used to play um, all sorts of DDR on it uh, using just the controller and not using the dance pad. And I still found it a fun and enjoyable experience. And I know there's some uh, something similar to that on Retro Achievements. I think there's like some Game Boy Color games um, where you can do something just like that. So that's kind of a little bit of my history with rhythm games and um, where I came from in regards to them. So what about you, Draco? looks like you had a thought on that. Yes, I have a very good thought. And I, I want to share a question for both of you before I answer mine, if you don't mind. So the first thing I want to, to bring is some, like you mentioned, like maybe the memories, child's memories. So what is like the most, I would say like the most memory moment you have with rhythm games? Uh, go ahead, Sizzle. Oh, I was just gonna share that um, when my one of my first childhood memories was playing like a random DS game from um, just you know, just going from the store, going to like the GameStop, and looking at all the games. And uh, one that stuck out to me the most was uh, one of the Rhythm Heaven games on the DS. And I think I want to say that might be my first rhythm game, and that was really good. And that got that that got me introduced to like the rhythm based timing. The um, just the music was really good. And overall, it looked really nice, and that kind of like spiraled into like all these other different rhythm games, like the the other games in the series, like Rhythm Tank Goku, uh, Guitar Hero, um, I don't know, uh, Pro Rapper the Rapper. That's also one of my favorite ones, and then also Elite Beat Agents, which was also on the DS. That uh, that game was really cool, and it just it just it kind of just changed my whole kind of like childhood. It was. It was me trying to find other rhythm games that I can, you know, groove with. It, it overall it came out to be my like my most favorite uh, genre of games, other than um, platforming. I don't know, just something about it, just like it made me like I don't know when I was playing the game. It might be silly to say this, but when I was playing the games, I was always always dancing around or you know like just moving my head, you know, having a good time. Um. I see you I see you have uh, something to say about it. shoot what else do you have to say about this topic yeah no with rhythm games I mean um like I said I I played the I have a lot of good memories as well playing rhythm games um even before I got like my ps2 and played DDR and I was just looking at the set 
dance on retro achievements. So I'm not mis misspeaking about what we're talking about, but there is Dance Dance Revolution uh, one through three on Game Boy Color and Dance Dance Revolution uh, Game Boy Disney Mix, all for Game Boy Color. So I might have to check those out here in the near future. Um, I've never been particularly great at rhythm games, but I find just the more you like, you know, practice them and go and go and go at a song, you do get better. And um, uh, a little bit off topic as well, uh, do you have an Oculus and play Beat Saber and enjoy that quite a bit, although that's probably a little bit less of um, a rhythm at times and a little more just dodging and not getting smashed by walls, but still, you know, hitting the red and blue blocks at the same time um, is, I guess, like a more modern, modern aspect of that. But uh, it looks like Draco had a thought as well. Yes, yes, I have. I mean, just you mentioned about DDR. I mean, surprisingly, I don't think people have seen me much play some rhythm game, but to be honest, I have played a bunch when I was a kid. So I started with those memory when I, I don't know, like maybe like uh, starting high schools, the first type of rhythm game or even arcade game. I don't know, like one of is run around into arcade games or on my own, I play some DDRs and actually with the D-pads and I played those DDR and it was pretty damn challenging for me. I mean, I was not very slightly good at those. I was a little bit decent. I tried to get good, but I mean, those rhythm games with your feet, I know like I saw Circanius play it on stream and oh my God, he is so damn good at DDR. Like I, I, I am not at this level, but Oh goddamn! I those memory was super good. And another moment I have to play rhythm games is I'm always I was always interested into one game in particular, Guitar Heroes. So Guitar Heroes I played on Xbox I believe Xbox yeah the regular Xbox. And after that I played on PlayStation Two. And I was really just a fan. Not play with the guitar. I'm sorry. I'm very bad with the guitar in my hands. I, I never understand how to, I think you have to like, yeah, mash a little bit the button and hold the button. That was too complex for me, okay? So forget about this guitar thing. So my my good memories were just listening to this music and play with my Xbox One controllers and play with the D-pad. I'm sorry, I'm using the D-pad play a rhythm games, I know. But seriously, those guitar hero, I was at, at some point I memorized every like button or sound. I was like doing the expert level, but not the hardest tracks. But this is one of the memory I got so much when I was a, a kid to play those um, guitar hero. And I was very a fan to, to just that game. I, I would just constantly like play it. And another rhythm games, which I feel playing when I was, I mean, it's not really much retros, but one of the other type of uh, rhythm game I play a lot was Osu. So also is pretty much a game on uh, on PC where you control a, a, your mouse and you need to uh, tap uh, the circles and sometimes you can hold it, sometimes just tap in and the more you're into it, the more the sound can progress and the sound can be difficult. And I know I have played a decent bit of that, but I was not great, but I know I was into some um, some high difficulties. So also is one of the other game I play and I was very happy to. So should do you have like any uh, other uh, fun memories? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Guitar Hero, I played that quite a bit as a kid and, and rock band. And um, one funny story is I had a, we had, um, we're playing rock band with my friends and my friend that was on the drums like hit the drums so hard that the drumstick broke. So he, um, we had to like duct tape it, but it was never the same. But yeah, he hit the drum because he was playing on like, I don't know if he was on the hardest difficulty or if he was just going crazy or what, but he hit the drum so hard that broke. So that's just uh, when you mentioned, uh, you know, Guitar Hero and Rock Band, that's just something funny that came to mind. But I was going to say, you know, with rhythm games, although they're, um, you know, they have kind of a couple criteria that just sets them apart from you know, platformers or racing or any other kind of game and, and how they're unique, they probably do build a lot of valuable timing skills that would translate well across other games that you're going to end up playing on retro achievements. Um, maybe directly or indirectly, 
but I feel like rhythm games do help with like, you know, there's a lot of timing elements in, in uh, platformers and other games that you probably would get some value out of practicing some rhythm games to get, get down timing a little bit better and matching things up. But it looks like uh, Sizzle had a thought on that as well. I do want to follow up that um, whole like developing like a like rhythm timing stuff. Um, I never actually like went into like band or music kind of stuff, but I had I have noticed that my timing and tempo skills have gotten better as per playing rhythm games. Um, I me and my be- me and my best friend we used to go head to head at these rhythm games. He was always better at it because he always like mentioned that he has a sound for music, but um. Eventually, over time, I was on medium, and then I went to hard, and then now I'm on, like, expert for some games. But um, at this moment of time, I've been playing some bass, and I've noticed that a lot of my um, expertise in rhythm and um, music comes from rhythm games, just from, like, noticing the patterns and noticing the the timings of all the notes. So I think it really does uh, help with uh, rhythm stuff or rhythm timing stuff. But uh, it just takes a while. Like you just gotta keep at it. Gotta keep at it. Eventually, you'll get it. As long as you know you have the have the sound, I guess for maybe. I think I think anybody could do it. You have something else to say, Draco? Yes, I mean you. The the way you say it is like the skills. I mean, I know like this is a this is another general like almost like every type of genre. You need to spend a lot of time to those. And some people are so. Like example, you play like uh, piano rhythm games, and you have like so many notes like going fast to you, and you have some people like just memorize those like perfectly, like perfectly, and they have those timing. They're just they're just so good, and they have spent a lot of time to do. So this is like very like I'm very amazed to see how much uh, into another side like those musician players because I know like when I. I was playing like, I mean, I played some music when I was a kid. I mean, like, just like I was playing uh, trumpets and I play some, I play some nice choreography into like with my, with my group. And we play like some, I mean, it was not a video game, but still it's like rhythm games. And it's like, it's a different type of aspect of how, like the more you play, the more the skills involve into that. And you can bring this to other aspects. You want to add something here, Shizzle? Oh uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Um, yeah, I, I I think I've been playing rhythm games for like maybe ten years. I started in middle school, and I'm styled on even good. Like I'm not even like really good to say that I'm like a master at rhythm games. There's like so much, you know, so much practicing and so much learning. And like you said, some people ma- like master the pattern, but I mean that also inf- that also helps like knowing the song and. I've known some times where I'm just like, oh, I know this pattern. I re- remember this pattern from another game, like from Guitar Hero or Rock Band or just, you know, DJ Max, which is another game that's mostly on PC. But um, yeah, it takes a long time to uh, master. And um, it, it also helps if you have like some kind of instrument you're playing, like a trumpet or a guitar, you know, just anything in band class. You have something to add to yeah, I was going to say, you know, we're talking about uh, obviously the benefit of rhythm games across other genres, whether that be in small or large. And I was just thinking about like, uh, you know, a little bit different, but kind of in the same in the same uh, umbrella as, you know, audible cues for games that you do on retro achievements and how important those are a lot of the time. At least um, for me, that's a lot of the time how I you know, get through really difficult stuff or like boss fights that are really repetitive that have a damage list or, um, you know, depending on, obviously depending on the boss fight or the game, of course, but also visual, visual cues as well. But I was going to ask you guys, do you, you know, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you, um, do you use audible cues at all when you're, when you're playing games to kind of guide yourself through certain achievements? Um, by animal cues, what do you mean by that? Shoot by animal cues. Any cue that you can hear. So, like, if a boss makes a certain sound every three seconds before it's about to cast, like, a certain spell that you know that you have to be on the upper half of the platform for to dodge. So you know because the boss does like a shriek or like a sound effect or something like that prior. So using audible cues to survive and. Uh, 
something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I I have like um, I have one specific thing on mind about that, but I know like some games which I play. I I notice like it's rather the sound or like how the game rhythmic rhythmic goes because normally like you know like after like okay if you wait two seconds you know this would happen and i think i used that like when i was almost like playing some mario cartoon against or other stuff for rather dodging a blue shell or playing other mechanics but one specific games i want to bring of, of what you just said is another rhythm game type of i mean rhythm games but i i don't know if it's really rhythm games but warrior war what I, what do you think about warrior war i mean like this game is almost like it's like it's just like a, a little bit of sequel of games different but like after like each like let's say like five seconds or uh, five or six seconds the, the time will go rather go fast or it's gonna every time changing and you always need to keep it toes to your war uh, to those mini games to if you don't want to lose any life and you really need to react very fast so yeah so what is your thought about uh, that too uh, sizzle yeah, um, I want. Uh, I think WarioWare could be kind of considered a somewhat of the game. It's mostly just you know uh, timing everything right. But I can see what you mean by Warrior has some kind of like some kind of rhythm base because it's always like oh, it's like five seconds, four seconds, three seconds. It's always a faster amount of mini games. But uh, it's mostly like you know, it's it's kind of like you're programming your brain to react to these short moments and then to push in a certain amount of buttons. Which is kind of the same thing you're doing with rhythm games. You're basically pressing uh, buttons alongside of a song that can or can uh, go slower depending on the tempo of the song. Because I've played so many rhythm games that oh, one moment it'll be like really fast, and then it'll start slowing down, and it'll pick back up speed. So I think WarioWare could be uh, some kind of you know rhythm esque kind of feel. Uh, what else do you have to add? Shoot. Oh, as far as WarioWare is concerned, I was just going to say that that actually I you guys brought it up, but that is a game that kind of came to mind to for me as well and kind of like a loose fit for the uh, rhythm and timing and things like that, because you definitely have to be, you know, on top of your game and uh, timing things really well and like a series of short little events to be able to do that. So it's almost like that game is kind of like a loose fit between like a rhythm game and like I don't even know what you would uh consider that game just like because under genre yeah, i was looking up it's like action puzzle rhythm is the is the genre for that game but it looked like um draco had a thought on that as well i mean i got a top but i have a question for for all of us i mean if you can choose like one rhythm games like just one i know it's hard sometimes to pick just one but if you can choose one rhythm games of your favorite of what you have play or experience with it what it would be and why i would say favorite rhythm game would probably be either one of the ddrs or like guitar hero 3 i think is the one that i always had growing up i'm not sure but um i think it probably would have to be I'm not sure which specific DDR. Maybe the second one is the one that I think that I like. I, I have them sitting like 10 feet away from me. I don't want to grab them right now, but I have the, the physicals of them. And yeah, I used to play used to play DDR a lot. Like I said, always with a control pad, but still a lot of fun nevertheless. So That's a really one, tough one, Draco. I mean, like I played, like I just mentioned, 10 years of rhythm games, and I'm just like thinking about all the games that I've played. It's really tough. Like I could, I really prefer like the really, really awesome um, graphic styles of Parappa or Guitar Man or Guitar Man or just, you know, the, the really interesting ideas that people have. But there's also the just the song soundtrack based games like Guitar Hero and Rock Band and uh, also Hatsune Miku. Those games really play really nice and they also have really good soundtracks. But as per like one maybe one favorite video game, that's that's really tough. Like, how am I supposed to decide? Uh, I think uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe like I would, I would say that maybe Guitar Hero would be a good one, or maybe Rock Band because there's so much diverse songs you could put on that. And I'm, I can't really say which one I like in particular. But if I could choose a series, then I'd probably pick Rock Band because they're just 
There's a lot of songs you can go from rock to punk to pop to metal. It's just so many. Yeah, I know. I know it's very hard to say between of those, but for me, I'm gonna stick with my choice, and it would be always Guitar Hero series. I mean, Guitar Hero Three specifically because I know my friend and I we have shared so many good moments there, uh, and even with my ex girlfriend at some point, we have we have spent so much time learning play some custom sound as well into guitar, which which is a very good fit, and just like be able to listen some good songs and just repeatedly like trying to master them at 100% and having just a fun moment to listen to some good song, which is well, well, always my one of my favorite of rhythm games, I guess. I, that was very close with Osu, but uh, I had to stick with my guitar for this one. So I want to ask you another question about, um, so I know like we talk about rhythm game, but what really like, what do you like about the genres Who you like it's very fascinating and you don't believe this is like a, it's like what is make unique about this genres about you like the most i think there's just so much you can do with uh rhythm and song and just soundtracks like i mentioned before they got creative ideas like such as patterpon patterpon which is on the psp uh it's basically you're you're um you're helping a trooper or, or a tribe Uh, defeat monsters with the rhythm of patterns and songs you know just to like oh you gotta attack you gotta circle circle square or defend which is square square circle or something like that there's like so much so much you can do with rhythm and it just makes it all unique rather than oh platforming is just you know jump here jump there but rhythm it's like you got the guitar hero which is just playing the song you got um perhaps a pat upon which you gotta do a series of notes that do specific things And then, like you also have, um, you also have Osu or Elite Beat Agents, where you have to tap circles along the pattern of the song. It just really makes a unique experience with those kind of things. Um, I, I think that's just one of the key qualities of rhythm games that you can just you know pick one game and that might be different from all the other games. Like you could be like, oh, I want to play this game looks really interesting. This has a good art style. And then you might go in another game and be like, whoa, this is completely different. I don't know anything about this game, even though I've played a rhythm game not too long ago that has the same kind of songs. Either it's like, you know, in a different language or, you know, like a different like gameplay style, such as, you know, Osu and Hatsumiku. One, they both have kind of like a same kind of language, um, typical language. But they both play in a different way. Osu has the tapping the circles, while Hatsumiku has the tapping of buttons in different positions. And there's also long notes. And they, I mean, kind of, they kind of seem the same, but they all have their different spin on it. That's very interesting, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just amazed about how they took like these genres and they can bring something up different, almost like. It's almost like doing almost like fitness and you're just like tapping a little bit and did that the ring or something just reacted so i'm very i'm very surprised how this general works so another question i have before maybe we move on to the next subject um are there any games you would like to see added on ra as this genres like do you have like a typical rhythm games you would uh, you would like to be at and why Yeah, I'm trying to think for me because I think the the stuff that I would want is on PS2. I'm pretty sure that the DDR stuff is PS2. There's not like a DDR for PS1 as far as I know. So um, my most modern opportunity, or my I guess my best opportunity at playing the games would be to just play the, the Game Boy Color for now. But it looked like Sizzle had a couple, maybe some games that he wanted to see as well. There's uh just like you said, there's a lot of games that that aren't possible on RA right now that I want, but most of my games come from the PSP genre or PSP system. There's you know uh the Patapon series, the Guitar Man Lives. There's some actually Guitar Hero games I think in the P or maybe it's the Rock Band. It's like Rock Band Unplugged. That's also a good one. And there's also the Hatsumiku series that is also in the PSP. And there's some you know obscure ones like the Kon from the anime that has some rhythm kind of songs and then i think there's um another anime i can't put my 
my tongue on, but um, there's just a lot of games on PSP that's just rhythm. And um, I can't, I, th- I know there's some rhythm games in the PS1, uh, like um, someone mentioned about the uh, Jungle Book uh, game, and that was pretty interesting, and how like all the sounds are di- different to different addresses. But that would be like one I would like to see too. It seemed pretty cool. But uh, I think I think I'm not sure how many other games are on like DS or PlayStation or just Game Boy. I know for me, I have one, maybe one or two specifically, but I think which I I cannot. Uh, I mean, I want to see so badly too on PS2 because for me as well, I mean, Guitar Guitar Hero Three was on PS3, so. I can't wait to see this one being alright and having some tune because that would be that would bring me back so many memories about this rhythm games. And GameCube have one DDR Mario Mario games. I think it was like Mario Mix. I don't I don't remember the name of this one, but I know I have played this one and I was playing on the, my D-pad controllers and I really had a fun time playing this uh, Mario rhythm games and I think it was pretty decent good. So moving on into the last subject we have today, um, what are current set requests? So should you want to start kick off this uh, subject? Yeah, I've got uh, quite a bit of put quite a bit of thought into this one because um, I do have seventeen different requests, and I could probably talk for a long period of time about each. But um, what I'll opt to do is to um, talk about my first one and just prioritize, I guess, the ones that I would like to see the most. Um, So starting off, um, James Bond 007 for the Game Boy. Um, I think this has been like the most requested Game Boy set for a long time. So other people apparently share this love of James Bond 007 for Game Boy as well. The best way I can describe this game is it's like Link's Awakening, but it's in James Bond style. So like you have an A button and a B button to equip items. You have to like talk to certain people at certain times to advance the story in different levels. It's got like these little neat RPG elements in there, um, but still, you know, there's boss fights and like action and all that. But it's just really, really interesting to see how they put these things together. Um, I have some good memories of playing this game as a kid, including the one time that uh, a friend called our house back when home uh, landlines were a thing and was like calling up, asking what to do next. And then my dad got mad because he kept calling and and stuff like that. So that's also a good memory of of, uh, playing James Bond 007 for the Game Boy as a kid. But yeah. Oh, wow. Very interesting shoot. Um, Like... If you're like uh, uh like who listening to these videos, I mean, you can you can t- tell us like Draco why you have 23 requests. Well, I will tell you why. So the request system is pretty much like um, if you're registered to the website, you're gonna have one, only one request. But how you get more? This is pretty easy. The more you you play your video games, the more you're gonna grind your points, and the more points you have the more set requests you can have. Also, you can um, you can also like having, I think like each year you get have, you have a, a, an extra one request for every year you're already. So that's why I have currently 23 requests. And for me, my requests are pretty much simple. Um, well, if I could choose, just choose GameCube, I will totally do it. But I try to not just only choose GameCube because we don't have that yet, so I mean it's pretty useless uh, to just put all just GameCube requests and not other games we could put. But it's pretty much Pokemon's, Mario's, and Spyro's, pretty much. So I'm a big fan of Mario. So if I can see a very good Mario games, which does not exist, but pretty much a lot of Mario games are already there. I think one of the games I still want to see, but right now we don't have the current tools to make it or need maybe like some modify or something for the tools to make it. It was the Mario and Bowser inside a Bowser inside story on the DS, which I really want to see it so badly, but because of the mic issues, we cannot really play this, uh, cannot even play the games or further that path because you absolutely need a microphone. So we just need to wait a little bit for that. 
And Pokemons, I mean, we have a decent amount of Pokemon games we can have. Uh, Black and White 2. Uh, I have a couple of hack version fan base I wonder, really want to see, uh, like Gaia's and other stuff like that. And probably Digicon Racing as well. But mostly Mario games, Pokemon, and that sizzle. You want to share something with us? Jeez, you guys, you guys have a lot of requests. I, <laughs> I only have four. I'll probably get up there sometime soon. But um, I wanted to say one thing about Shoot Story. That's really funny. Uh, it's funny how I always my mom, my dad's always telling me about you know landline stuff like that and stuff. Um, and we didn't have a landline when I was growing up. But um, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty funny. Uh, one of the things I've I only have four requests. So I think my list of requests are kind of more obscure. I got Buck Bumble, Fossil Fighters, and LSD Dream Simulator, and also Sonic Rush Adventure, which is you know an upcoming new set, I believe. But uh, one 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 set I really wanted to uh, you know like I don't know, emphasize is LSD Dream Simulator. I I would think that this set would be an awesome set. It, it seems like a pretty long one because it's almost like a, I don't know. I I wouldn't I want I wouldn't say it's a collectathon, but it's more like an exploration kind of walking simulator inside someone's like a uh, dream journal it's really really bizarre and really really cool um i always had like a fascination with this game but um i'm really looking forward to this the set that someone could possibly be making i'm not sure how they're gonna go about it because it's like there's so many random things that can happen the textures and the game could change to like a really creepy kind of tone Everything could be like red. Everything could be blue. There's different noises you can hear. There's like it's just a bunch of random things throughout like a bunch of different. Um, I don't. I, I would. They're called days, but I guess it's more like oh, there's like a time frame where you can always like you know there's some kind of time frame where you can explore here and there, but eventually that time frame just stops and you have to move on. And um, it's like there's a bunch of different random things you can go to one location. And then the next time you go to that same location, it's something different. Do you have uh, something else to add to your site requests? Shoot. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, just you know, talking about uh, set requests and moving on to my next title that I'm interested or would want to see on retro achievements would be. Um, I would probably for my next one want to see Load Runner for the PlayStation. Um, I played it quite a bit growing up as a kid, not on PlayStation, but on PC, but it's just a PlayStation port of the PC version of the game. Um, I don't remember. It might have actually come out first on PlayStation, but I'm pretty sure based on the fact that Sierra made it, it came out on uh, PC first. So uh, super, super fun, like puzzle platformer, or I guess you could just call it a puzzle game where like you have to collect all the gold and then there's a door that opens up that you have to get to. And there's like these guys that chase you. If they get you, then you like lose a life. Um, and then there's a bunch of different items throughout the different levels that can like kill the guys, trap them, temporarily disable them. And um, Load Runner, I mastered the, the NES version of the game. And it wasn't wasn't too bad. It was a pretty fun set. And this is like a more modernized version. It's visually, it's a lot more appealing than the NES version of the game. Just aesthetically speaking, it's got like all these cool different worlds, like the jungle world, ice world, lava world. Uh, there's a world where like it's in the dark. So it's like uh, there's a flashlight that's only on your character. So you can't see the rest of the map. So you have to like remember uh and go back and forth and like remember where to go and things like that so uh it looked like draco had a thought though but yeah so second game i guess is just load runner for playstation because i love that game that's that's a, probably my top five for requests for sure yeah i just wanted to, to share um a, a shout out to the person who uh, made actual uh, the, the the set request possible because I, i'm just like I'm just, like I said, amazed about like these little features can bring a lot of people who like, example, like shoot a games to having a lot of votes because the more vote the game have, the more maybe a chance of like, oh, example, like what game I should dev now or what game 
I wanted them. I have no idea. Oh, I'm going to look the set request. And then I'm seeing like, oh, wow, this game has 80 requests. So maybe that's like a game of someone really want to play. So I'm going to do that for this person, for those person who just want it so badly. So yeah, I'm very like thankful for the person who have made this. And it's just a great idea. I mean, personally, I have like, like I said, I have like 23 requests compared to Sizzle at four. So I was like, okay. So for Sizzle, like those, maybe like those four requests are more something which you really want to see or like other like stuff like that compared to me. Like I have like way too much game to choose. And it's just like, hey, it's just like supporting other people want those games to, to be added and just giving, giving up like a, a a little bit something higher so yeah so i, I really want to just make, give a, a big shout out to the person who made that and do you get do you guys have a final thoughts about uh, this topic before we close the episode yeah i've got just i guess maybe i'll go over one more uh of my requests we'll, we'll say these are my top three since i've gone over two i guess so um sorry i'm just pulling it up again uh so I think last request, I guess, or to- last top request would be Mist for the PlayStation. Uh, I played Mist for PC growing up, and that game actually has had a significant amount of influence on a lot of games that people see today. Um, but Mist is just like a point-and-click adventure where you have to like solve these puzzles in the world to like just get to the end of the game, like. Um, there's like just different, it's, it's hard to, hard to describe mists in a nutshell, but, uh, if you've, if you've, uh, a lot of people played it back in the day, I think it was like one of the best selling games of all time. And, um, just like a point and click solve puzzles, the environments were really, really detailed at the time that for what the technology was. And so I think it'd be fun if somebody did, um, make make a playstation version or of uh, the game i think though the only tricky thing would be like for the playstation achievements that would just be you know what would the achievements be because there could be there isn't really much to going on with the game at all it's just you point and click and go to different areas maybe if there's like a cool um a cool event you can make happen in the world that doesn't disrupt the game. That's like a missable or something like that. I don't even know if there would be any missables, but it would be probably hard to come up with an achievement set for that game. That's uh, adds any, any sort of challenge, but it'd still be fun to do nonetheless, I think so. So I just want to add, uh, thanks Shudzi and Sizzle for both of you tossing to the, this, this last topic. And thanks for the person again, who made this wonderful set request. That's always a good plus for the website. That wraps things up for today's episode of Ari Podcast. Be sure to like the video and hit the bells to make sure you never miss an episode. Let us know in the comment what some of your your current set requests are. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you you enjoy.